Welcome to another amazing episode of Kazi's Audio Experience. This is the podcast where we're not only going to sharpen our technical skills, but we're going to learn to become profitable as filmmakers. What is up? What's going on, brother? What's happening, man? So doing? excited. Great, bro. I'm, I'm too. I'm too. I'm really excited. It's been, it's been a while. We, we never actually meet each other, but I've been following you for a while and I know, it's dude, awesome you're, you're the myth, you're the legend. Like, I started digging into you, and <laughs> no, I'm like, no. oh, my God, this is crazy. Dude, really <laughs> awesome stuff on your page, by the way. Thank you. Love thank it. you. Thank you. Thank you so much. So so great to have you actually here. Thank you. And uh, I think this, this is going to be a really dope session because you're really master at color grading. Thank and you. so many people doesn't really, like, know about so much about color grading stuff in deep, you know right. what I mean? So we, I think we we will deep take down some good points. I think it's gonna help out a lot of people for sure. Yeah. So just for start, like, where are you from? I was uh, raised in Chicago, and uh, right. then I moved to California. I went to school in Chicago, so uh, I went to the art institute, and you know it was like a general program. So you know we don't really get to pick anything necessarily, but I focused on cinematography and editing. And um, I think cinematography is what put the bug in me for color grading because, you know, when you're working on shoestring budget, you know, you're just like a one-man band or, you know, you're shooting something with your friends, you bring it back and you're like so disheartened with the finished product because you're like, man, what, why is it missing that Hollywood touch? Like, what is that thing? And I asked that, you know, my whole life. Cinematic. This is what I'm saying. So I asked that my whole life. And then when I moved to California, I started um, uh, working for this company full time and they would get CapEx. Um, so, you know, it's a capital expense that you get like at the beginning of every year. And basically you got to spend that money or else it goes to waste, you know? So they would just go, hey, Kazi, we got $40,000. What do you want? And I'm like, oh, let's buy this, you know, cine like series yeah. lenses and this and that. And then they're like, yeah. And then they're like, we have more money. What do you want? So then I would buy these expensive software. So at the time, DaVinci Resolve was like $1,500 or 2000 so oh, we, gosh. we bought DaVinci Resolve and it's uh, back in like 2011, 2010. And I started playing with it and I'm like, dude, back in the day, it was impossible to even <laughs> load DaVinci Resolve. Like it was like rocket science. It's like, you know, you're an MS-DOS, you know? Um, so, I mean, you know, so, I mean, that's, that's basically it just, it, it was the color grading bug was born out of necessity. And uh, so many people, and then I started with the wrong route, you know, the magic bullet route and just the LUTs and like, you know, all that because you don't know any better. And and they try to they try to sell you that, right? They just go, hey, you know, you want to make your stuff look like Hollywood? Just click this one button and boom, you know, it's Hollywood. So <laughs> you're like, you know, you know what I'm talking about. So, so it, it was like, what is that? And then I started experimenting with those and I'm like, I don't know if I'm really getting what I want. So then it was just like stumbling upon like one thing to another, you know? So it started from Apple Color. Are you familiar with Apple Color? Apple Color? No, actually, no. Yeah, so that's back That's back <laughs> in like... I'm too young. I'm too young. I know, that. dude. You, 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 all you guys are so young and so successful. It's crazy. Like, you know, it makes me feel like a dinosaur. But uh, I started with Apple Color. So that was like when, Final Cut, when Apple had Final Cut 7 back in the day in like 2007, right. 2008. Yeah. So Apple... Color, think of it as like a baby DaVinci Resolve, you know? 
But at the time, it was a really big deal because DaVinci Resolve would sell for like hundreds of thousands of dollars and it would come with hardware and software like as a package. You can't just buy just the software. So Apple Color was the way to go. Then from that, I went to Assimilate, which is another software which played back in the day in 2010. It played red footage in real time without the red oh, rocket card. Gosh. That's 2010, dude. So it's like, it was mind boggling. Oh I'm like, what is happening? And then it never went anywhere because <laughs> Assimilate uh, just didn't have the strong, strong backbone, you know? So it was going against uh -huh. like, you know, um, uh, Autodesk Smoke and Autodesk, um, you know, other software from them, Lusker. And then, and those are the softwares that are used by Technicolor, you know? And you know, Technicolor is huge. So it's using yeah, yeah, like Lusker a lot. <laughs> So it's like, you know, that's why Assimilate never went anywhere. And then DaVinci Resolve became a big thing, you know, right around that time. So the timing was perfect. Oh, my God. So much things in just a few seconds you just told me. <laughs> Dude, it's crazy. It's a wild ride, I man. To, I, I had to elaborate everything, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, like, so you started from a very uh, early ages, right? Oh, for sure, yeah. Uh, I mean, how, did you, how did you know, like, that was your... Uh, passion to go and become like in a successful uh, career. So I mean, back in the time, I always tell people like anytime I'm talking or I'm having a live, like I always tell people that you know the the thing that's different about me than other artists is that I am a I'm a businessman first and artist second. So I always come from that angle. Uh, everybody in my family is an engineer or like, you know, like an attorney or something like that. So I know what it means to have a successful career. So when I was thinking about going in this field, I'm the only one in my extended family from my from my dad's side and my mom's side. I'm the only dude that's in this business. So I'm like, I'm not going to be that guy who's just going to be crashing on his buddy's couch and like, you know, doesn't have money to like put gas in his car. I'm like, I got to figure this thing out right. I got to crack the code. So when I moved to California in 2010, um, you know, I started looking for jobs as a cinematographer or videographer. But dude, I had like my T2I back in the day, you know, Canon T2I. And everybody, everybody out here, their dad would just buy them a red and everybody's walking around with red one. And I'm like there with my T2I saying that, guys, I know how to light. I can shoot. And everybody is like, OK, cute little buddy. Like, that's fine. But we're going to go with red. You know, so it's like I was making yeah. pennies and I was getting no work. I was shooting weddings and I'm like, wait, I got to figure something out. There's got to be a better way to attack this. And that's when wait, I. Wait, wait, wait. You started, you started from weddings. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. One, yeah. hundred percent. Really? Yeah, dude. One hundred. Like I oh. no, dude, I love it. Like I love it because weddings and documentaries and those things like really put you in the game like where you have to bring your a game and there is no time to fail and i feel like a lot of the people that are just thinking in their head that they're gonna go to school and they're gonna come out and they're gonna be just at their desk like you know doing yeah, this yeah, work ready, like right ready. off the bat this yeah, is not how it works because decision making is something that comes from that so the weddings taught me that i can't make a mistake it's somebody's special day and I got to make it right. So then when I'm color grading with Honda and their big guys are in the room, I can hold the conversation and I can calm everybody down. If everybody's freaking out, like, Kazi, are we going to, uh, are we on time? Can we get this out by six? I go, it's under control. We got this. And if you don't have that experience, then you're not going to be able to do that. You know, you're just going to fold like a cheap chair, you know? So those are the things, you know what I mean? So those things play a huge role. Yeah. So when I came here, 
uh, to California, what happened is that then I went from cinematography to editing. I'm like, okay, there is more work and more money in editing and people take me more seriously as an editor than a cinematographer because I'm walking around with my T2I. But and when did you decide, when did you decide to switch from uh, like filmmaker to specifically in a color grading? So that, that was, that's one thing that I, I, this is a great question, dude. That's an amazing question because I want to talk about it. This is where I'm going to lead into having a mentor is so important because I was under like a wing of this guy, like my mentor who uh, was my, at the time, like the, a buddy of mine that I hired on a project. So he was like a freelancer. Like I was, you remember I told you I was working with this company full time. That was my first job when I moved to California. I was a video producer going around the country shooting motorsports. So it was a really cool gig. Like I'm shooting motorsports, just thing like the movie Rush. Sounds really fun. Like we're yeah. in the pits, we're shooting all. Like it was really cool. Um, so <laughs> I did that for about two years. Went to see about 35 states in United States, which is crazy. I got to see United States oh, more wow. than like most people, and it was a really fun job. So I hired this one guy, and he kicked ass. And he was like, you know, sort of like you know, older than us, but like really experienced. And then after the job, we stayed connected. And then he hooked me up with a really big company, a huge agency where he was a big shot. And then after that, the relationship started. So I, I, I kind of took him as my mentor. And then he's the one that I asked in 2012. So the decision was made in 2012. That's when I asked him, I'm like, bro, um, which one can I do? Like, so I want to be a cinematographer. I want to be an editor. And he goes, Kazi. Right now, the way the industry is, you know, the, the way it's headed, you have to be a specialist. You can't be a jack of all trades. So he's like, you need to be a cinematographer or you need to be an editor. Which one is it going to be? And I, at the time, I had just become part of the guild. So I was part of the Motion Pictures Editor Guild because I had done some commercials that went on, uh, you know, national television. So I became part of the guild and I said, well, as an editor, because now I'm legit, you know, I'm part of Local 700. So he goes, okay ditch cinematography like nobody knows that you're a cinematographer so that was a massive decision because i always loved cinematography so it's like giving up on like that was a big big thing but that started the whole thing because when i went in and worked on big jobs as an editor on the side my side hustle was color grading because i just loved color grading like i would not finish a project and not color it so i started offering it as a free service I would edit a project, I would get it done fast, then I would take the project on my drive, take it home, and it was sort of illegal because you know, you're supposed to be in the office and leave the project there. But I would bring it home, I would go offline, so like, you know, nothing gets stolen or anything, I would color it, I would spend four or five hours of my own time grading it, then I would go in the next day and I would bring in my creative director and go, hey bro, like if you don't mind, can I show you something? And then I'll show them and I'll be like, you know, this is what I did, what do you think? And their mind was always blown because because we're working, we're going off of log. You know, anything looks better than log. So then even like when I was sucking in the beginning, my stuff looks so much better than log. So they were like, oh my God, dude, you're a magician. This is crazy. Yeah. And so you've been like always, always improving yourself, hustling uh, and trying to always bring some 
value plus value to the to the client or whatever it was at the time right 100 dude and this is what i'm saying going back to the wedding days like whatever i've done in my life i took so much pride in it maybe call it naivete like i was stupid but whatever i've done in my life i thought this was the best job i was the right person for it they made the right decision and i'm gonna give them 150 percent and i feel like so many people lose the battle there because their first job, they never give a F about, you know, they always go, well, I want to end up here, so I don't care about this. Well, if you don't care about this, you'll never get there. You get what I'm saying? Exactly. exactly you know, you can't exactly. skip the steps, you know, and so that was the thing. Like, I always took so much pride and went above and beyond and not to just get a brownie points and not to make more money. It was just always value, you know, value added. Like, you know, I need to add more value to whatever I'm doing to justify what I'm charging. Because I can tell you one thing, I've always negotiated and got paid more than what I was worth. And that's a weird concept, right? Because you can go, how can you put a value on anybody's talents? But I'm telling you, when I was fresh out of college, I was making more money than somebody who's been in the industry for seven years. And that's because I always negotiated but I had the confidence and the conviction that I'm going to freaking deliver, you know? It's like fake till you make it, you know? No, but this is, no, 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 no. This is what I'm saying. So that, I think a lot of people go wrong there, right? Because, you know, they, they do do that. You're right. Like where, you know, they've never shot with red, but, you know, they get on a gig and then they'll rent out like red and all these cine lenses and then they show up and it's a disaster. Like they have, they didn't have any budget for lighting. And then they go... Hey, Kazi, I shot this thing, man. We didn't have any light, so, uh, but you know, fix it in post. Am I right? Like, I shot it in red. I'm giving you 16 stops of dynamic range. You get what I'm saying, you know? So it's like, so I don't necessarily believe in that. I believe in over-preparation, you know? Like, I prepare okay. so freaking much. Like, when I delve into something, you know, like, how everybody just goes, Kazi, you know, you make color grading sound so simple. Simple, you know, you just make it sound so simple. And you know, all the old timers, colorists, hate me for it. Like, I get so much hate on Facebook groups. I get so much hate by all these old timers because they get into the color science this and color science that. Well, the thing is, I've already done all that on my end. I've, I've learned color science so you don't have to. So when I come talk to you, I simplify it. When we quote like Aristotle or somebody like that really smart back from back in the day you know their quotes are really simple but we know that they were the smartest people around at the time so don't you think that if they wanted to intimidate us with their words we would have just literally been like oh man like okay I just I submit to you like you're crazy you're so smart but they oversimplified everything and and when when I say you know go in prepared and give your best I'm not necessarily saying fake it till you make it I'm saying back it up be resourceful let's say even if you're starting out and you don't have the means to go above and beyond you can over promise and over deliver you just make it happen like you know i i got on gigs you know charging fifteen hundred dollars a day rate when i was literally making three hundred dollars shooting weddings on the side but when i said that i i'm gonna charge fifteen hundred then at the time i you know called my friends and said hey i need a grip you know, I need a freaking gaffer. I need all these people on the shoot and I need to go in prepared and look professional. But at the same time, we're going to deliver. Like, I'm, it's not like I'm taking my wife, you know, to do the job. I'm still taking the right people. And, you know, so that, that's what I mean, if it makes any sense, you know.
No, totally. Yeah, totally. So you you were saying like at the beginning, you luckily had the right mindset actually, and from there you started actually hustling, learning new stuff, putting yourself in a in a like. I wouldn't say hard situation, but right. the situation that would make you progress. Right? Yes, exactly. Yes, definitely. Because the thing is that you know, I'll make it super simple, right? I mean, it's. I feel like mental stamina, working on your mental stamina, is as important as working on your physical health, and and it goes really beyond that, right? Because so many people, nine to five, they gotta go home. They got to pop a freaking beer or two. Yeah, they yeah. have to relax. They have to watch Netflix <laughs> for four hours. Said who? You know, and, and who said that those people, who said that those people are going to be more happy than you and I who are hustlers? You know what I mean? Don't we love our lives? Don't our, like people around us are inspired and want to be in on this world that we're creating. And that's because it's not because we're so miserable. It's because we just can't get enough of it. So this whole concept of like, hey man, I gotta it's shut like down. An addiction. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's an addiction, yeah, exactly. and and it's a good addiction. You know, like last night, I spent like an hour, hour and a half watching. I was watching Mindhunter. I don't know if you saw it or not on Netflix. But like finally, like you know, I took like an hour, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna watch some TV. I'm gonna just take it easy. And dude, I couldn't even get through one episode because I'm like, I gotta do X, Y, and Z. Like I gotta, I, I gotta move. I gotta <laughs> yeah, move. Yeah, I like you. You're forced to watch something, but in your backhand, like thinking about how can I make this, how can I make that, you're like never switching off, right? Yeah, I'm never switching off. But at the same time, what I'm trying to say is that it doesn't need to be a bad thing. It could be a really great thing because people have made a difference in this world. You know, when people ask me, hey, what keeps you going? And I go, it's really easy because when the purpose becomes bigger than... How much money you have in the bank, and I'm not talking about this is not rah rah because I'm not Gandhi. Uh, you know, I want to drive Porsche next year. You know, like I want, I want, I want the biggest house in the world. Like I want all those things. So I'm not saying that, but what I am saying is that if you want a true driving force, you really need to think uh, like at the bigger picture. It has to be a bigger picture. And right now, my bigger picture, my fuel is that. When we think about Hollywood, Hollywood is a family business. It's like a franchise that are closed off. That's pretty tight. And you can't penetrate unless you're part of the family or unless you put in five years or 10 years of your life, like, you know, mopping the floors and then move up. And I load that mentality. So my goal this decade in the next 10 years from 2020 to 2029, my goal is to give people a different mindset that, hey, you can go around. You can prove your worth in other ways, you know, than thinking that, okay, I can do so much more, but I'm going to start off as a PA, then I'm going to put in seven years, and hopefully somebody's dies, somebody's going to die somewhere, and then I'm going to take their job. That mentality just got to go. You know what I'm talking about? So that's my purpose. That's my driving force. So when every day I'm, like, ready to roll, it's for that, you know, and this goal is so massive that of course I'm occupied and I'm going to be putting out content and I'm going to be producing for the next 70 years because it's big, you know? Yeah, yeah. Can, can I hire you for my personal lifestyle working? <laughs> <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> like every, everything you said, like it was just so inspirational. 
So, but I mean, <laughs> we're talking private about that, yeah. <laughs> but but you, you get what I'm saying? I mean, don't you think that that's the truth, right? So this is why no, I tell yeah, people. Because so many people are hiding that, oh man, like I don't want to share my corporate gigs. Like that's going to affect me, you know, uh, landing my next gig as a whiplash director. I'm like, bro. Don't hide, no. don't, don't do that. Like if, because if you're not sharing your corporate videos, if you're not sharing your wedding videos, if you're not sharing your talents, nobody knows that you can direct the next whiplash. It's never going to happen, you know? So stay yeah. humble, stay true to where you are in life and own it. Like I can talk about my wedding career for 17 hours. Like, you know, like it's, <laughs> it's great, you know, and it, it was fine. It got me here. Everything gets you you know like somewhere and you cannot forget that because when you like keep hiding and do start doing a lot of so this is the one thing that i wrote down right here which is remove the delete or redo button out of your vocabulary like don't think like when i'm writing these captions i'm not hitting the delete key ever i'm just spitting it out it's just boom like it was in here i was thinking out loud I was writing it at, as I was thinking it, it's done. Put it out in the world. Like get it out, get it done and get it out. Get it done and get it out. You know, that's the mindset because so many people are just like shackled by, you know, hey, I, I, it's gotta be perfect. It's gotta be perfect. It's gotta be perfect for who? Because your standard of what's perfect is different than my standard of perfect. But don't you think it's better that we just share what we know so then you and I can yeah. pick up something from it and we can be inspired every day and keep moving forward? Definitely, definitely. That's totally, <laughs> that's totally a great point. And actually, <laughs> I really enjoy the, the, the things you share that are like easy to understand and reach. But at the end, it's not like common sense to think about it, right? Right. This is what I'm saying. Like, I mean, it's like any time when somebody makes something look easy, other people think that, oh, man, this guy is just getting lucky. Nobody's caught on to him. Yeah, he's just he's... phony. <laughs> you know, it's got to be more complicated than that. You go on all these forums, like on Facebook groups or whatever, and everybody is like stuck talking about color science, but nobody will ever show you what they have done. Like, you'll never see their work. They talk so big that you think that they invented DaVinci Resolve, but they'll never show you their work. You're like, bro, you're talking so much like you're hurting my brain. Show me some work. Let me see something. Yeah. Let me see something. Let's just stop talking and let's just show something. And then they're just gone. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> you know? Yeah, like we, we, we actually have like a ton of uh, access via internet about everything, you know, learning so much things from professional stuff to just... Uh, train your brain about thinking stuff. But at the end, if you don't put like in a practice, the, everything you learn, it's like useless. 100. Maybe I would say. 100. Definitely. You're totally right. Yeah. I, I always say I, in my, in my paid course, I always end every lesson by saying, learn and apply, learn and apply. It's like a combo. If you're a boxer, it's a left and right jab, exactly. you know, learn and apply. As soon as you see something, do something, you know, you watch something, now apply it because, or else it's gone. You know, I watched, I watched really complicated tutorials back in my, like, you know, in like 2012 or something about how to roto something. And I went in and I went deep and I would just watch the entire training. And I said, no, 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 I got it. I got it. And then after spending 11 hours and like five days, yeah, like, you know, spread out, then I sat down and I'm like, oh, like, you know, I don't, uh, I don't know anything, <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like speaking about sharing 
everything that you've done. I saw you besides your Instagram that is like getting fire, but your YouTube channel like lately I've discovered to be honest with you. That's <laughs> fine. You yeah. you've been putting so much tutorials, like so much. How did you get like inspired? How did you where did the idea come from? It, it, I never considered myself. <laughs> this is this is an amazing question because I feel like you know I talk to my wife about it all the time. I'm like I genuinely never considered myself creative. I just always thought that I don't know like I mean I struggled with ideas but I think that's when I didn't have the bigger picture. You you know what I'm saying? This is what we were talking about. It's like when I was working for somebody else it was hard for me to come up with ideas because I just in the back of my head I knew that I'm going to say something and it's not going to move forward. I'm going to I'm going to put in so much work and it's not going to go anywhere. And this is my platform. I'm the shot caller. I drive it the way I want it. So then the first thing that comes to my mind, I execute. Because this is what we were talking about earlier, right? Like learn and apply and, you know, just get it done. You know, like whatever comes to your mind. And that's what it is. So like when I sit down, because now I do have experience, I went to school for this. So it's easy for me to script things out. So I'm just going to go, hey, man, like I watched The Dark Knight and then I'm, I've been like inspired by Joker so much. So then in my head I go, well, I got to do a tutorial on Joker versus The Dark Knight. Yeah. You know, I got to do a tutorial about that and put these two looks next to each other and maybe talk about how far we have come in terms of color grading and like how The Dark Knight looks dated today. But what about, what do you guys think about Joker? Is that too far? Is that too digital? And like, you know, the Dark Knight is still looks like film. Like, let's have a conversation about it. So I just let it come to me and then I start spitting it out, right? Like, so I start putting it on a piece of paper and then it everything starts falling into place. But it would have never happened if I don't practice. And practice makes perfect, right? We got to keep doing it to like work out the kinks, like work out those things that didn't work yesterday, but work perfectly today. You know, and that wouldn't happen if you keep if you don't keep executing. You know, that's where it comes from. So I mean, the like it's staying inspired, dude. It's it's always like it's that one day when you're at Starbucks and you're just sitting there and stuff just comes out pouring. You know, and that's what happens. Like I was in my like calendar app and I wrote down the ideas for videos up until May. So right now I have ideas till like May thirtieth. Like all the videos sketched out on my calendar. <laughs> Now I just go and execute, you know, I just keep putting out. <laughs> so, wow, that's, that's awesome. Uh, actually, great. that's creative, actually. <laughs> Even if you're not considering yourself creative. <laughs> no, I know, I know, this is what I'm saying. So that, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, I feel like now I own it, and now I take pride in it, because I think that, yes, I am. Because when I talk to people, so many people, I tell them the same thing, and I see them do it for two days, and then the third day they're gone, and then I try to hold them accountable. I go over and I'm like, yo, you know, like, Joe, what's going on, man? You were like, you were supposed to post something. And he's like, I don't know, man. I made these two posts and nobody seems to like it, you know. I'm like, come on, man. You're quitting before you started, you know. Go, go, yeah. go. Because another thing that I can share right now is that uh, when I go, I put my head down and I go. Like, I'm not reading comments. Like, I will reply to every single comment. But even if somebody's saying that, hey, you're full of ish, or if somebody's saying that I love your work, it do that doesn't matter to me. I'm going to reply out of courtesy to those that are benefiting from it. I will never entertain people that are haters because you cannot change their mind. There's 7 billion people out in the world. Only 80,000 80, people are following me. So 
I am not here to change the entire world. I'm here to change the trajectory of those that are willing to change their freaking lives, you know? And that's the people that I want to help. I don't want to fight the losing battle. So that's one. And when I go, when I execute, I don't care about, if, is this video going to get 4,000? Should every video that I put out start with Corona, 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 because that's what's hot right now? I'm not thinking no, about that, bro. yourself. You know, no, exactly. You're obsessing yourself about the results, yeah. Exactly. I'm not obsessive about that. And I feel like so many people fail there because they just go, hey, man, this video got 2,000. This video got like 1,000 likes. And I guess I shouldn't be doing this. I'm like, dude, why are you going for that? Because then you're putting so many limits on yourself. Then there's only going to be one movie that you can talk about. And that's it. And then after a week, you run out of that and you got nothing, you know? Definitely, definitely. I actually remember, I, I don't know if it was a quote or a speech from uh, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, who was, who, I think it was TEDx, the speech, and why he has a, a wardrobe full of yes. one-color t-shirt, the yes. gray t-shirt. Yes. And the, the people was watching, man, you're like multi-millionaire, why should you have only one type of t-shirt? Right. And he was saying like, uh, uh, I want to wake up in the morning and don't, don't think about stressing myself about the necessary stuff i love it i just want to take that t-shirt and focus my mind on something that i want to create or develop and that was for me was wow <laughs> right like like it, it made sense to you somebody else will hear it and roll their eyes and that's what i'm saying another big thing is that as humans we need to have our eyes peeled at all times and we should be willing, there's a big difference, right? So, I mean, I love what you took from it. And I am so thankful that you shared that story. And, you know, Zuckerberg got that idea from Steve Jobs because Jobs did the same thing. He always wore the black shirt, you know, like he only wore like black shirts. So what I'm saying is that I love that you picked on it because you were looking for it. And that's the thing. So many people are not, they're, they're just tuned out, you know? They're not focusing on the right things, you know? They, they could be sharing memes all day long, but they're not focusing, they're not looking for these words to hit them and, and then get buried in your brain. Because once that happens, that's when the change happens, you know? Because you and I can sit here and talk inspiration all day long, but at the end of the day, show me the work. Can you back it up? Can you back it up? The reason why I have so much conviction and I can sit here and talk about it is because, like, I'm a practitioner. I'm doing this. Like, you know, I, I am putting out videos on YouTube. I am putting out content on Instagram every day. I do run a freaking business on the side. I do have employees all over the world that are working, you know, on projects for me when I'm working on this. And then I have a family. And then I got two cats. So, like, you know, I'm, I'm doing all of that, you know? Like, I'm not just sitting here doing this one thing and then I ditch the rest. And people who talk about balance, that doesn't exist. So the sooner you admit it the better because when you say balance and then you go watch netflix for seven hours that's not balance you know <laughs> so so people use balance as an armor you know that's a shield excuse, that, yeah, that's excuse. a shield it's an excuse and it's like any if you are put on this earth then don't lower yourself down to living a mediocre life like it has to have a purpose and you have to do something more than just inspiring your kid because he's going to worship you regardless. Mm. You know? Th that's so deep. <laughs> <laughs> You're driving me down so bad. <laughs> so, like, I I'm even speechless, so... <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, dude. <laughs> no, and...
the like speaking about more about technical stuff specifically for color grading uh you you have been using davinci resolve for forever or it was a switch it was a, it was a switch yeah so i mean i i started with final cut 7 um then i started using avid media composer and then i moved to uh premiere pro and right. you know during during final cut 7 premiere pro and final cut 10 i started using davinci resolve as my grading tool so i was editing in those tools so the thing is that i'm certified in everything right so i mean when i go when i go in i go in, i go deep this is what i was talking about so when today when i talk about why davinci resolve i'm not somebody that just used Premiere Pro for one project. Like, no, dude, I'm inside and out of all these tools. So, you know, the thing was that, you know, Premiere Pro was an excellent tool. That was like a tool that if Final Cut 7, and we would have moved on to Final Cut 8, not Final Cut 10. Because Final Cut 10 works differently. It's great for content creators, don't get me wrong. It's an amazing tool for content creators. But if you wanna do more things and if you wanna collaborate and everything, it might not be the best tool. Then you talk about Media Composer, which is the king of that collaboration. You know, seven editors could be working on a project at a time. It's an amazing tool. When it comes to editing, nothing motivates me more to edit than Media Composer. But the problem with Media Composer is that you literally just cannot do anything else. Like, don't let people fool you when they say, oh no, you can do graphics in Media Composer, you can do this and that. It's archaic. It's just old school, man, to help. So then that's that, you know? Then you talk about Final Cut 10. Like I already said, it's great, but it's not for, like, corporations and stuff. Premiere Pro is good. It crashes. It crashes a lot. And I don't want to oh be that guy. God. You know, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy who sits here that's and just, true. like, you know, like, just talks crap about Premiere Pro. I think it's a great tool. I've used it on a PC. I've used it on a Mac. I've used it on 10,000 different kind of graphic cards. Like, I've tried everything. And it, the results are the same. I feel like Premiere Pro is in beta in perpetuity. Like it just never came out of beta, <laughs> you know. So when you think about when you think about all those things, that's where DaVinci Resolve comes in because I feel like it's a very robust tool. It's uh, you know I started using DaVinci Resolve for everything about a year ago, and dude. It holds up, and that's a big deal. That's a big deal for somebody that's dealing with clients, that has to turn in work on time, and even on top of it, when I'm working for myself, all these projects have to, like sometimes there's so many different projects going on at the same time, and I can tell you right now, besides the minor glitches that happen here and there that you have to quit your program or restart your system, besides that, I feel like DaVinci Resolve is super super solid dude and we already know it's grading capabilities because premiere like certain tools are made for certain things so many people ask me hey kazi if you make a course on premiere pro if you make tutorials color grading tutorials on premiere pro you will blow up i know i will i choose not to because i will never do things that i i'm not sold on i will never do things that i don't believe in and Premiere Pro is an amazing tool for editors. It is not a great tool for finishing. They brought in Lumetri as like a thing, but it just, it misses on so many areas that I cannot even start to use it because it's just not meant for it, you know? It's not meant for that. So like, if you're gonna master the tool, like if you're gonna master color grading, why not master it in like the 
the godfather tool, like the tool that's used by Hollywood, the tool that's used by big agencies. So then tomorrow, if you were to land a job, they go, do you know DaVinci Resolve? And you know, absolutely I know DaVinci Resolve, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. My Google yeah, started freaking like, out. <laughs> I feel like uh, when you when you start using a program, certain program like Final Cut, and then Premiere, and then DaVinci Resolve, you reach some point of skills where well the program holds you up. Yeah. Like you said, right? Yeah. And then you switch to the better version. It's like the same with cameras. You own the camera. You you know how to use it. You master it. Yeah. But at some time of point, it's like it pushes you down. You 100. need something better. And then where it's where you switch from. Right. No, exactly. This that's, is how I feel. No, that's one. Yeah, this is how I feel actually with Premiere because I'm. I think I'm seven years uh, working on Premiere. I've seen it so upgraded, but at the end, it's user friendly, more towards user friendly, more towards like what Final Cut did yes. lately. And then I was thinking to switch on 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 um, DaVinci Resolve, but I never got like convinced or stuff like that. So now that you're telling me this, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to tell you this. One of the reasons, one of the things you're going to miss a lot when you move to uh, Re Resolve, I can tell you right now, when it comes to its editing capabilities, uh, people still don't have access. Like I'm talking about people that are creating plugins and presets and templates and things like that. Those are limited. It's more open, yeah. Those are limited. So when you work in Premiere Pro, you got all these cool transitions with sound effects and everything, and you just drag and drop them, and it's perfect. I miss that too. I can tell you right now. Right. I miss that too. In in DaVinci Resolve, you do not have that right now. And uh, some of the plugins that people sent me, and I tried out, they crash your system. So I mean, it's like I'm I'm having a bad experience with like third-party transitions right now in DaVinci Resolve. But that said, when it comes to editing, I can tell you right now, brother, if you jump into DaVinci Resolve, it will take you less than five days to transition from Premiere Pro to Resolve because they're so similar. Because Resolve is basically taking the best out of Premiere and best out of Final Cut 10 and just putting it into one package. That's what's happening. Definitely, definitely. I feel like uh, DaVinci is always uh, is closed, like you said, with many things, open sources, just because now it's so stable, right? If they've given like a premiere so much open space to every plugin developer, yes. it will be just like a mess, right? That's that's the difference between PC versus Mac. And I know some people are going to like, you know, like send me the death threats after <laughs> I say this. But I mean, you know, that's, that's the difference, right? I mean, it's like, I, w listen. I will say this right now. I will go on record. PC is faster. I have a $19,000 machine right now, my Mac Pro 2019 Mac Pro, and I know for a fact that a $10,000 PC will be faster. I know yeah. that. I know that. Okay, so let's agree on this. The problem is what you just said. That's a $1 million freaking statement that when it's an open source thing and everybody can make things for it, like for the OS, that's when the problems come in and it's impossible for an average person who is not like a freaking masters in IT and does this for a living to like really nail down and find out what's causing what. And most of us are, you know, one man band, right? We're running our own shop. We're doing our own thing. So we don't have an IT person sitting right here that we can just grab and be like, hey, dude, figure this out. 
So it's really, really difficult. And that's why even big agencies go with Mac systems and Mac OS like as their ecosystem for that reason because because you pay you know you pay uh you get what you pay for right so it just comes down to that like yes it's expensive but because it's a closed environment everything is contained and that's the difference you know it's like the android versus apple war like i don't care if one is faster than the other the one never dies like i'm on my iphone right now and it's just freaking working and it just it does its thing. Call me stupid, call me whatever. I just need to pay for something that freaking works because I don't want to spend the rest of my life troubleshooting, you know? Definitely. I totally agree with you about that. Yeah. It's like keep they're constantly fighting each other like but at the end you just get what you pay for and that's yes, it. Yes, exactly. So, like what would be the tip specialty for also beginner and advanced people? Uh, that are getting deep into color grading. Okay, so that that's also an amazing question because I'm going to say this, and I, I say this, and I think some people get it, some don't. Be, there are stages to becoming a colorist, okay? So it, it will start off with the first fundamental thing that you need to understand would be that transition. How do I get my footage in and out of Resolve? Because I can tell you right now, 99.9% .9 of the companies out there are not using DaVinci Resolve for editing. So you will be getting an edit that goes into finishing and then you finish it off and you send it back to that NLE and then it gets reassembled there and then delivered in whichever format. And that's the standard practice right now. It won't be changing for three to five years. So you cannot skip understanding how conform works. That's the first thing. And if you totally understand conform, then you're not hesitant to start using Resolve starting tomorrow. And again, like what, the reason why I'm saying this is because everybody is skipping conform, everybody is skipping color correction because that's too lame, everybody is skipping shot matching. Shot matching is when you go from one shot to the next, how do these two match? Because so many people spend seven hours working on one shot and their node tree is about 1,700 nodes and then they move on to the next shot and they go, oh, now what? Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? So shot matching is fourth in the list. And then you come to color grading. So what I'm saying is that so many people are skipping all these steps and they just go, hey man, but show me how to create that Hobbs and Shaw look. Show me how to create the John Wick look. And I'm like, bro, I want to help you, but you really need to understand color correction. So my message would be really, really, really use the tools that are available in DaVinci Resolve, which are the primaries wheels. When you pop open DaVinci Resolve and you go into the color page, the first thing on the bottom left that you see are your primaries wheels, right? That's it. If, if, if I were to give somebody an exercise today, I would say for the next two weeks, you do not touch anything else. You just grade your footage using primaries wheels and the things that you're gonna discover along the way are gonna be mind-blowing because you can create the Hobbs and Shaw look, you can create the John Wick look, you can create the Sicario look. That sauce is right there because on movies, this is what happens. You get two to three weeks to grade a film and usually a film will have anywhere from 800 shots to like 2,000 shots, like if you're talking about Marvel or something like that. You get two weeks to two to three weeks to grade it. And that also includes different sessions with directors, producers, that also includes different versions. So you grade for SDR, 
then you grade for HDR, then you grade for the theaters. So those are all different versions. It's not a copy paste operation, okay? So when I'm talking about this, then you can't do the cute thing where you spend seven hours and 1800 nodes on one shot and then you go to the next one and you're like, what just happened? So how they are working are they're creating look DNA, which is like they create a really simplified grade that can be translated throughout the entire scene and then the entire freaking film. And that's the look DNA. And that's not created by having 16 windows and 14 qualifiers in every shot. And that's the agenda. That's the, that's the purpose of me telling you, hey, master those primaries wheels because that's what's going down. When you watch Netflix original series, you know what I mean? That's, that's all I can tell you. And I think that's, again, like I'm saying, it's a really big thing. I cannot put more emphasis on it that if you guys start doing that, tomorrow you guys are going to be DMing me and thanking me that, oh my God, I always skip that. Because you know, so many people think that because that's the first thing that they see, then it's got to be a really amateur thing. They jump right into their RGB curves and start creating all these like little dots, 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 and they create all this. And then they puke that stuff out on YouTube and try to teach people. And I'm like, oh my God. What are you doing, man? Like, this is not how you it's grade. Like, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like jumping the steps. It's not even step by step, but it was just jumping randomly without yes. knowing where are you going, what are you doing, right? 100, dude. That's the thing. It's like the thing that you hear all the time. People go, hey, Kazi, I saw your tutorial. I like it, but I don't understand. Why didn't you convert your image to Rec. 709? And I'm like, who, <laughs> who is this police out there that's telling you that, hey, like you're getting life sentence, you know, like if you don't freaking convert your image to Rex 709, why would you take a 16 like stops of dynamic range, let's just say from Red Epic, and then crush it in your first node to six or seven stops, which is Rex 709, bake that in and then grade off of that. Why would you kill seven or yeah, eight stops up there? You know, it's just a simple thing, but people just, <laughs> they saw a video somewhere and now they're talking about it like it's a word from the freaking Bible, you know? Yeah, it's like getting the most expensive Canon camera and then you put it on the automatic and you just complain, why the uh, exposure just changed itself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Can I just skip this question? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, wow. Again, wow. Like, you really did it down. What you got? What you I'm got? Really, <laughs> I'm really glad. I'm really glad we brought some good topics and, uh, and replies from the people. Actually, till I was listening to you, I was watching all the people commenting about so many things so guys uh we will be replaying all your questions at the end of the of our speeching so don't just get mad about us <laughs> i mean we we got 10 minutes if you want to drop that in and start asking questions you should do that but i want to i want to end my thought That's with one time. thing and what i want to tell yes, people please. what i want to tell people is that and, and that goes for People that are starting out, I think they're doing a great job, but this is more for like people that think that they've been in the industry for three years, three to five, or maybe seven years. It really goes for those people too. I worked with big agencies and I've dealt with big creative directors and everything and the mindset. And I'm going to tell you right now that, you know, we, we got it wrong. You know, people look at social media as like a, you know, a place for kids and this is not where the big boys go to play. And what I'm saying is that, you know, even like 
if this like what we're going through as as a world like this virus thing right now this is the way that's connecting us right now and this tells us one thing that all that old mentality just got to go it's got to purge you know uh things got to change because this is what's keeping us together and not make us feel lonely and the power of internet really came out during this time and i'm going to tell you guys that you guys will be blown away like people who are struggling with like Kazi I want to be a colorist but I can't get my hands on good footage well all the cinematographers or DPs that you follow like go on Instagram look for cinematographers and then just DM them and like you know how many times I watched a movie and I came home and I picked up my phone I looked up the dude who graded it went on his Instagram DM them voice messaged them and told them that yo freaking killed it like it was amazing and actually gave him something pure didn't just say it was really good now talk to me like actually gave him something solid and they reached back out to me and so many of those big colorists now we're following each other we're in each other's lives it's mind blowing if you think about like back in the day all the steps that you had to take through the gatekeepers to even have one of those big colors look at you and now it's that easy This is what I'm saying it's it's big guys the thing is that it's free so nobody cares if tomorrow Instagram s- starts charging everybody $15 a month all of a sudden you guys are going to start using it as like a business thing like everybody's going to start making like using it to build connections and I'm saying just do it right now because the platform is right here you know go ahead brother ask questions definitely definitely yeah. we got we got actually appreciate the things we have here especially how we can connect easily like we are doing right now and so many people can do it because i remember when i was really a little kid we didn't even have the internet I, I, if i remember right it was just running down the street and connecting with friends but it, it wasn't easy like that to connect with someone that you inspire you so much and makes you grow mentally or 100. professionally 100 yeah that's dope so guys now we're ready to ask uh, reply some questions <laughs> you can write it down again <laughs> so feel free to read some feel free to read some comments and just reply by yourself don't worry okay i'll be looking as well and maybe highlight something that i think it's really great okay so somebody said where to learn davinci resolve i mean that's a shameless plug go follow me <laughs> and just go to my youtube channel Actually, start you know, you know, eating everything up <laughs> You know what we were uh, will you were talking I was thinking like maybe I should reach you later uh privately and ask you where do I buy your course Let's do this dude <laughs> I'll let you know I'm doing it <laughs> Let me see let me see how we have a ton of question because I have like a little button down here on the comments yeah. like where all the question on the load so yeah, you're we see we have something Where can I learn from you? So I mean again you can yeah. yeah, just go to my page from here and then the link will be in the bio. So I have a training there or my YouTube channel. Um I would suggest starting with the YouTube channel and then you know because I have a color grading basics playlist which is really going to get you going as like if this is your day one and then all the way through and then once you start feeling comfortable that's when I'm going to encourage you to watch the training. Training is also free. but it's a little bit more advanced but it's really going to give you the sense of getting ready for your first professional gig. So that's what I would recommend and honestly I'm not if I had other good channels like that were out there I would recommend them. It's just that 
I don't I don't discourage anyone. I feel like people put out a lot of good information, but the problem is that a lot of the people out there on the internet that are internet cele celebrities or on YouTube, they are enthusiasts. They are not necessarily practitioners because people who are doing it in the field, they are plagued with this one thing called scarcity. They don't want to share their knowledge because they think that the second they share their knowledge with you, you're going to take their job. Some, someone's going to beat him up, yeah. Exactly. Let's move on. Like, Do you have any other questions? I'm just looking for, but anyways, guys, this session, actually, when we end it, it's going to be saved 24 hours, so you can, guys, just watch it again as much as you can, want. One guy said that, hey, how, how to make contacts in industry, and this is what we were talking about, this right? Like, I mean, question. it starts right here, uh, Instagram, LinkedIn, LinkedIn is a big one, right? It's a heavy hitter, because if you want to do business to business, it's like that. Like, I just made a post on LinkedIn. Um, saying that, hey, here's a great like uh, recreation for True Grit, and the guy, the first, so it barely got seen, right? It only had hundred views, and the guy that commented on it were the colorist for True Grit. So, like, you can see the magnitude of it. Like, okay, you you might see it as like, oh, there's not enough reach, but then the one person that comments is the freaking dude who graded the actual movie. So it's that powerful, you know. So LinkedIn, uh, Instagram. Um, Facebook a little bit, but like, just go live, YouTube, like go live. You know how many gigs recently that I've been getting because people are like, hey man, I'll watch your tutorial on YouTube. It's freaking mind boggling. Can you work on this commercial for us? And then at that point, you're going in with the leverage. Then you're not negotiating about price because they're coming to you. So you tell them your rate and then you just call your shots, you know? That's, yeah, that's true. That's awesome. And uh, someone was asking, what's your YouTube channel name? Uh, it's going to be my first or last name, Wakas Kazi, W-A-Q-A-S-Q-A-Z-I. But if that's too hard, just type in the Cosman. If you type in the Cosman in the search, it's going to pop you uh, open to my channel. Awesome, awesome. Let me see. Because I think, were we, talking, so, uh, were we talking, there was some good question, but they just disappear up. So, so one of the, one of the things that I'm this? reading, one of the things I'm reading here is, I want to be a movie director, but how? So... Anytime, you know, so, so one good source that I'm going to tell you right now is Film Riot, right? So go on YouTube, eat up everything from Film Riot. And guys, one thing, we have two minutes left. One thing that I want to leave you with is do not allow too many chefs in the kitchen. What I mean by that is so many people get caught up. Like I get so many messages. People say, hey, I'm, I'm a course junkie. I buy all these courses, but then I never watch them. And that's a real thing. And I, I went through it for like two months. And then I got out of it. I'm like, oh man, what, what am I doing? Like, I got to commit with, commit to something. So what I'm going to say is that how I just answered this person that go on YouTube, Film Riot, eat it up. Like, just like literally start swimming in Film Riot's Kool-Aid. Like, don't just like drink it, swim in it. Like, just go all in, you know, into one thing because there's so much advice. The great thing about the internet is that there's so much advice. The bad thing about the internet is there is too much noise and too much advice. So you gotta lock it in. And if you just take Film Riot and then start modeling yourself around that or doing, start doing all those things, you're gonna get results, right? So that would be my answer for that. Definitely. I think we can reply, uh, I think, on one more question and uh, we can close it up. Yeah. What about remote grading? So remote grading is great. So, uh, I mean, it's going to get cut out like any second. So I'm going to tell you Vimeo Pro, Frame.io. 
check those two things out. That's what you need right now. If you want to set up a remote grading shop, you can upload things. They can annotate, you know, on the screen, on the frame. You get live feedback. You can see it and it has a timestamp and then you can go into Resolve, fix those things, upload it again. So that's the tool that, those are the two, two tools, Vimeo Pro and Frame.io. Those are the two things. And I think it's gonna cut us out any second. Um, yeah, definitely. So guys, if you have any, any, any question, I think he's very, very up to replay all of you guys in the DM. So you can just DM him and uh, ask him whatever you feel you need. And, uh, and that's it. I wanted to thank you so much for uh, this Welcome amazing you. an hour of session. I was inspired firstly, so. Dude, come on. I'm, so I'm inspired by what you're putting out, dude. It's crazy. And, <laughs> and first of all, thank you so much for bringing me. This was amazing. And uh, I think the questions were just so freaking helpful. Like every question that you yeah. asked was an open-ended question and it started a conversation. So you're gifted in that. So really appreciate it, brother. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It was. It was honestly a pleasure to have you here. And I hope in the future months we can link up again, maybe with, I'm with, down. Uh, with definitely. So thank you again. It was a pleasure to meet you. Anna. So peace and love. All everyone. right. Thanks Take for care. everybody for like spending this time with us. Really appreciate it. All right. Love you all. Bye. Bye. Guys, if you enjoyed this episode, share it with friends, subscribe to this channel, and I will see you in the next episode.